Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to Shilor Select. The whole system will be ready in a few minutes. Take your seat and enjoy. All right. All right, all right, all right. What it is, what it ain't. And I am back. Another episode, Solo Dolo, coming at you. Just wanted to come back and check up on you guys, on all of you people. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I just sang right there. Just had a little glass of that Fit Fine Wine. It got me feeling a little loose. Got me feeling loose. Thought it'd be funny. So, you might hear some more singing throughout here. Um, let's see, what are we going to start with tonight? You know, it's always hard. Doing these things, eh, it's not hard doing these things solo dolo, but just to keep the conversation with myself going, trying to inform people what's been going on with me, what's been going on in the world, which really is not like a, that makes it sound like this is a a news broadcast, but it's definitely not, especially for those who've been listening in. But anyway, um, let's see here. Uh, big news. What's been going on? Lakers suck. <laughs> In case you didn't know um, Yeah, they lost to the Suns Was it last night? I don't even fucking know But they lost uh, LeBron left one game Five minutes left in the fourth quarter Had to go Think about his feelings, I guess I don't know But, I mean, what do you expect? I mean, he's, he was injured all Pretty much the whole year Anthony Davis is hurt now I mean, you know, I don't even know who else they have on their team, really. Besides, the, if them two ain't playing, who's going to help them out? So they just had a terrible season. They had to do, do the playing game just to get into the playoffs. So I don't know. I liked him better last year, obviously, especially when they had Dwight Howard. I mean, seems like he was actually playing some ball as opposed to them. They basically rebuilt the team is what, it, is what I think. And it just didn't work out, so – you know, and then you know, and I'm a LeBron guy. I'm not shitting on LeBron by any means, but I like him, and 
he uh he made some stupid comment about how he was going to be playing Bugs and Lola Bunny this summer now. I was just like, yeah, obviously, dude. Yeah, you're making a movie. Everyone knows, but you just lost. So I don't know. I don't want to shit on him, but because I, I do like him as a player, and he's done a lot of good things for the game. But I don't know. Some of the stuff he's saying right there just kind of gets at me. So, but what are you gonna do? So anyway, um, I always feel like when I do these things that I want to when I start talking play uh whatever song I'm currently listening to and just instead of do my normal opening just come in with something well not something but whatever song it is that I've been listening to on repeat all week and you're probably like well Chris what song have you been listening to uh all week and I have a terrible habit of this does anyone else have this habit that if I love a song or really get into any song that's all I want to play like Literally, I'll sit there and just keep it on repeat, you know, in my earphones, at work, on my computer, just everywhere I'm going, I'm I'm listening to it. Then four days later, I'm on to something else. And it's not that I don't keep listening to it until, you know, I feel like I hate it. You know, I'm done with it. But I'll come back to it and just put it in like my all-time favorites playlist, I guess you could say. Well, you could say because that's what I do. Trying to catch more words when I say random stuff like that. So, yes. So if you have that habit, let me know. So, uh, but this week, as I was saying, it's it's called. I've been playing it at the gym. Well, there's two there's two songs now. Um, first one is oh, hey guys, Rocky's here. <laughs> In case y'all were wondering what that noise was. Um, yeah, the first song is called Julia by Jungle. Which is really random how I came across of it, and that might be another time when uh, I explain that. And the other one is, uh, it's Into the Mystic, and it's not the original version by Van Morrison. Let me Google, I'm Googling stuff right now. Uh, Not the original version by Van Morrison, but the version by Zach Brown Band, where they combine, I think, Colder Weather. Uh, Then they go into into the Mystic, then there's another song they lead out with. And they played it live one night, and I, I randomly stumbled across of it. I'm going down a YouTube rabbit hole. I'm going to take a swig here. Uh, YouTube rabbit hole. If you know, you see, you, you're listening to a song on YouTube, and you're looking on your playlist or whatever it's called, suggested videos, and you should want to listen to this now, or you should watch this one. So then you just test it out see if it ha- see how it feels you know we're just going to play around you know let's check it out All right. okay 30 seconds good good no no maybe yep good okay we're in there we're in there so then it just becomes something you randomly stumbled upon and you're like oh this is the best world ever so i don't know it's good stuff when you find little hidden gems like that then it's really cool when you can share them I guess you could say, to other friends who don't know about it yet, and you just go ahead and you play it when all your people get in the car or, or they're at your house or whatever. You're like, hey, yeah, you heard this song? Or even at the gym. It's like, oh, yeah. Then everyone's like, oh, this is fire, bro. I'm like, this is hot. I remember I used to date this girl, and, and this was a long time ago. I don't even know if I should be talking about this. Uh, I want to talk about it. Well, it's not really anything bad or anything. Anyway. 
uh, I guess maybe that's where I picked it up that was from her is that uh, she would you know always be looking for new music and she had some website she would go on and that way she could burn the, burn the CD but she probably would I guess we were putting on iPods in like first generation or second generation like the whole ones with the scrolly wheel and those things are badass I wish I still I think I used to have one too I wish I still did. And then you were like, oh, man, I can hold like 5,000 songs, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, but I, yeah, she would always hit me with like new songs she found or and, like some of them I still listen to today. And it's always, you know, a good feeling when you got that, I don't know, a music thing going on. Some people say music is a drug. And, you know, I don't know if I would ultimately say music is a drug, but. You know, you feel good sometimes when a certain song that you love comes on. It completely will change your mood. And I guess a lot like a substance or alcohol or something of that nature. So it's kind of weird how... So I guess I guess you could say it is a drug. Because, you know, you put on your sweet little jam and all of a sudden you're just flowing. You're just getting it. These winter dogs who are growling and eating up this blanket wouldn't know. But So anyway, I guess that's where I picked that. I don't do it a lot, but it's just... Randomly, when I'm on YouTube or when I find a new song, I type it in and I'm just kind of looking down the suggested videos, like I said earlier, and then it just goes crazy from there. So, um, I don't really know. I'm sorry I got on that tangent. This is usually how my brain works. If if any of you don't know by now, is that I just start talking and then something will pop up and I'll move on to something else and then I forget what I was talking about earlier. So, if you ain't caught up on that yet, there you go. You are welcome. So, uh, what were we talking about before? Sports. Uh, yeah, Lakers suck. I really don't. The Nets are going to win, I guess. You know, they have a super team, Harden, Irving, Durant. I mean, what do you, I mean, what do you want? I mean, this has been the norm for basketball um, in the past since, I guess, when the Celtics did it, and they got Rondo, uh, Paul Pierce and Garnett. So they started this trend and it just kept going from there. So it's not even a big man's game anymore. It's all of it's just basically uh there's no positions, I feel like. It's just play half you know, play some defense, be able to shoot the ball, you're good. I mean, who cares about rebounds? Just run down the court, find an open man, shoot a three. Crossover dribble. So that's odd. So I had to get a swig of drink there. I didn't mean to swallow that in the microphone if I did. But so I guess they'll win, but I really – my two cents, I really like to see the Bucks do it. I like those small market teams, kind of root for the underdog. Get my man Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hey, uh, get him a ring. He's a young dude. He's coming up. He's going to be – he is one of the superstars in the NBA. But, you know, just – because, you know, the Nets are going to win now. I mean, it's almost golden. I mean, it's a golden ticket for them to win. Because who can beat them, really? And honestly, I think the Bucks have the best chance. But in the West, I mean, I thought the Lakers would come about and go crazy and beat them. But now, I don't see it happening, man. I don't see it happening at all. So, there's your uh, my prediction. The Nets, if they don't win, Milwaukee Bucks um, are going to go ham. And hopefully win two. Well, not win two because they can't. Sorry. Don't know why I'm kind of speaking like an idiot, obviously. Um, other big news. Coach K, Mike Shashishki, 
retired. Well, he's he he announced his retirement. He's not retired. So he's going to do a victory lap, I guess you could say. Going to do a victory lap, um, and he'll retire in 2022, as I think is what it is. So he'll do one more season. Um, legends are retiring. It's it's odd. It's kind of weird to see, you know, Roy Williams, he just retired. Now it's Coach K. All these blue blood schools are getting – I mean, we're all getting older, but, uh, yeah, they're retiring, so – it's going to be some new blood coming in. So I wonder if it's just going to completely change the whole aspect of college basketball. You know, you won't see these, you know, always have these blue blood schools anymore. I mean, when these new rains come over, will you see schools like, uh, who did Tech's coach come from? University of Maryland, Baltimore College. Hey, you got your Google box. Why don't you check it? Uh University of Baltimore, Maryland. I think they're they're called the Retrievers. I know that, and that's where uh, Virginia Tech's. Yeah, UMBC. Okay, um, University of Maryland, Baltimore College. So that's where Tech's coach came from. So I wonder if you're going to start seeing these smaller schools start coming up since we're seeing the phase out of the legends. I guess you could say, you know, Roy's gone, Coach K's gone. Uh, I'm sure Bayhan from Syracuse, he's getting up there in age. You know, Bobby Knight, obviously he's gone. Uh, you know, we're going to see these guys, you know, just move on. So, and like, you know, I said earlier, I said, well, Coach K's 80, he might as well retire. I mean, but actually he is 74, according to Google that I'm looking at right now. But, I mean, you know, he's 74. He's put in 40. How many years did he coach for Duke? Does it say? 13. He was 1,097 to 302. Not a bad record. 1980 to present. So, what is that, 30 for those who were doing math? No, that's 40. So, yeah, that's 41 or 42 years. So, so, and there was a time in my life that I actually wanted to work in sports. And, you know, maybe a I shouldn't say wanted, but there's a part that I, I wanted to work in sports growing up, I guess, or going through, when I was going through college and I did my internships down for Radford Athletics. And, but that's neither here nor there. But you start to find out my point is that how many hours, uh, you know, head coaches and strength coaches and directors, uh, how many hours they actually put into the sports world. And it's not a regular nine to five job. And I think that's what started to steer me away from that was because it's you know they're working sixteen hour plus days. I mean, even when they go home and they're away from their families, you know they're either recruiting, watching video, uh, preparing for the next. I mean, it's hard to how do you find another time in for yourself and your family? Which it can't. I'm not saying it can be done. It can't be done, but I know it can be done. Obviously, a lot you know. A lot of these guys have proved it, but it's just you got to have that passion, I guess, and just you know a passion for the game and passion for that type of work, and maybe that you know just I've never really found that passion for anything that I can say that I truly, truly love, and but they do it, and you know, hands to them. I mean, good on them. Just you know, and you, especially the ones who come out, you know, like Coach K, who is uh. He's going to be retiring, and he's going to be considered 
all-time legend, probably the best coach at Duke and one of the best coaches overall for college basketball. Plus, you know, he has a, he has a gold medal. He coached the Olympics. So how can you fault him for that? I mean, yeah, I mean, people who cheer for UNC, yeah, it's a rivalry, but you still got to give them the standing ovation. I mean, you know – I don't know where I'm going with that. You still gotta, you still gotta respect it. You still gotta respect it. I guess is what I was trying to say. Hmm. Try to make stuff flow tonight. I guess I'm just trying to. I'm rambling a little bit, but that's that's par for the course <laughs> for me. Uh, let's see, what else we got going on? Lakers suck. Coach K retired. Uh, John Shire is going to be taking over for him is what the word on the street is. John Shire. Oh, God, I spelled that, butchered that. John Shire Duke, there we go. I think he'll be taking over for him. Um, He was, I know he played in 2010. He was on one of the national championship teams. I think he was uh, Shire, John Shire. Spelled his completely, really completely wrong. He just came up there and I looked how bad I butchered it. Uh, But, yeah, he's going to be taking over. Uh, where's he? What's what's his record been? What's he been doing lately? Has he been uh, coaching anywhere else? John Sires and former player has associate head coach of the Duke Devils. Okay, so he's been associate head coach of the Devils, Duke Devils, Duke Blue Devils. So good on him. He'll take over. Hopefully, maybe one day we'll see him as a legend. I don't know if it'd be forty years from now. I'll be fucking old, but. We'll see. But I remember watching it. I do remember watching him play a couple uh, games. 2010, yeah. He was a shooter. I remember that. Called him Shooter McGavin. Shooter Share. <laughs> stupid. All right. Didn't mean to say that. Well, I didn't mean to say that, but I was just trying to make a stupid joke. Uh, he's taking over, so we'll see. Good on him. Hope he does well. Uh, let's see what else we got on Sports World. Uh, I think it came out that – sorry, folks, if all you're listening to me is just talk about sports tonight, it's all I had on the brain. I don't know why. I guess it's all I've been keeping up with lately. Um, who was the horse who won the Kentucky Derby? Kentucky Derby of uh, this year. Uh, Medina Spirit. Okay. So let me tell you this. Just heard about this. Medina Spirit. Uh, steroids. Okay. So this is where I was going with this. Uh, this is from three days ago on ESPN.com. Okay. Medina Spirit second Kentucky Derby post-race drug test also positive for steroid. Lawyers say. So the horse who won a Kentucky Derby, apparently he was taken, <laughs> was shooting some steroids in him, going straight, old school style. Um, let's see what we have on here. From that presence of the steroid, man, I'm going to butcher this word. Let me copy and paste this. I don't really want to say it because I don't want people making fun of me, but. What do you do? Uh, so, uh, where was I going? Kentucky Derby winner Medina Spirit is facing disqualification after testing on a second post-race sample confirmed the presence of the steroid beta-methasone. 
represent the horse. Lawyers who represent the horse owner and trainer Bob Baffert said. The horse that finished second at Derby is now poised to be declared the winner. Oh, so he's going to get his win taken away. Bruce Everett told the New York Times a text message that the UC Davis lab didn't test for other compounds, which could prove the trace positive came from an inadvertent and material inconsequential constamination sourced from, say those fucking words, sourced from a topical ointment used to treat Medina Spirit for a skin lesion on his hip. So, just randomly, he had to put something on his hip for a lesion. Yeah, lesions where you were putting steroids in. I lost my shoe. I guess a dog took it. Gosh, read this article. Type in Medina Spirit on ESPN.com. Well, you don't have to type it on ESPN.com. Just Google it. But it says, which can prove that the trace positive came from an inadvertent and materially inconsequential contamination. Okay, maybe it's just me tonight. I'm having trouble with some words. Uh, Bruce told the New York Times of Kentucky Horse oh, I don't want to read all this and bore y'all. So apparently, there's steroids in horse racing. In case you didn't know. Oh, I was looking for something. There it is. Found it. Okay. So it looks like he's going to get his win taken away. So, I mean, that's one thing I think I've talked about on here before is you take away wins. I mean, they still won the game even though they were they cheated. But what can you do? Wiener dogs are fighting. So, man, just, you know, steroids are just everywhere. I mean, there's big money in sports, obviously. Uh, approximately $155.4 million was bet on the Kentucky Derby. An estimated $11 million, $12 million was bet on Medina Spirit based on his odds to win, 12 to 1. An estimated 3 to $4 million was staked on Mandaloon, who went off at 26 to 1. This mandolin, twenty six or the second place horse, probably. Well, that sucks. I mean, for him, but you know, it's just the things I've talked about before. Is just keep taking steroids. You're going to get busted eventually. And one night at the gym, speaking of steroids, some people and I were talking about, would you ever do it? You know, especially we get, we I forgot how we got on this conversation, but. About you know how baseball was big with McGuire, Sosa, Brady Anderson, and all them, and how you know it the, the sport took off with them because of the home run race, and you know who's going to beat Hank Aaron. But would you do it? I mean, I'm, on, I'm I don't want to say I'm on the fence because coming from my past and coming from my I guess yeah my environment and life experiences, you know I'm almost on the verge of saying yes just because. You take, you know, nobody really knew about. I wish, I wonder if I could figure it out. I mean, Brady Anderson used to play baseball f- for the uh, Baltimore Orioles. Brady Anderson before steroids. I wonder if I, I wonder if that would work. I don't know. But anyway, um, you know, you saw him coming up in the game, but he was like almost a nobody. And then he's got on the steroids. And then. Uh, there, there they go. They're getting hyped up now. Uh, then the, uh, what was I going? Yeah. Hi. Y'all calm down. Then the, uh, yeah, he got on the steroids, and then all of a sudden his numbers started taking off, and he became a big name for the Baltimore Orioles. And his, 
his uh, his numbers just skyrocketed. Plus, he started getting bigger contracts. So, how do you say no to? How do you say no to that? How do you say no? I'm not. Nah, I'm not going to do that. Especially when you know what can come from it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he ever broke any records. Obviously, compared to Sosa and McGuire, but still, you know, he had a huge. I wonder what his contract was. Let me type that in. Brady Anderson contract. What was his contract? So thirty-one million. Uh, so this is from the New York Times. This week he will sign. When was this? This was nineteen ninety-seven. Okay, so that's about right because I do remember being in seventh grade and we kept talking about Mark McGuire and stuff. So anyway, his son a five-year, thirty-one million-dollar contract includes six million in deferred money, a free agent. Yeah, I mean, how do you say no to that? Getting famous, getting, you know, getting all the attention. You know, you're starting to break records. You become a nobody to somebody in just a matter of weeks if you just do everything correctly. It's hard to say no. Um, Would I do it? You know, I think we've talked about it before. It'd be interesting to try out as long as I had a – I'd like to do it with a team of doctors and like, hey, you know, you should do this much. You should do this. And just try, I mean, give it a cycle and just see, you know, for six weeks and see what happens in six weeks. You know, as long as my forehead doesn't grow nothing else. But why not? What You know, you see a lot of different stuff on it that there could be a lot of health issues that come up in the future. But that might be just for prolonged use. Who knows? Hold on. How do you get another drink to you? I don't know. It's interesting. A lot of prolonged use. Uh, and hopefully it wouldn't mess with your organs and say anything. But, oh, speaking of which. Oh, and but anyway, the other argument is, oh, before I move on. The other argument is, yeah, you shouldn't do it because it's not natural. Well, yeah, obviously. But, um. And it's not really you. It's you know sports and or it's enhancements. But where do you draw the line in in that? I mean, enhancements are coming from every which way now. You know, I, I was I was listening. To, obviously, y'all know I was listening to Joe Rogan. He was talking about people who are getting ab implants, and which I have no idea how that works. But people get those. They get butt implants. I've heard of people getting calf implants. So that's not natural. But there's no line drawn. But am I saying there's anything wrong with it? You only hurt it in yourself. I mean, who cares? It's your body. It's your world. You should be able to do what you want, I guess. But um, I don't think if you, I think if you're hurting yourself and others, you probably obviously shouldn't do it. But maybe that's not a great example. And maybe I don't know where I was going with that. But well, I do know where I was going with that. But I'm just trying to I'm trying to keep a middle ground here. I don't want to take too much of one side or the other. But yeah, I think. Uh, some of this point, yeah, I would try it out. Six weeks, why not? You know, there's if you want to get busted, you want to get busted. If you don't want to get busted, don't do it. But eventually, you know, it'll come back. It might not come back and haunt you. Who knows? But there's a lot of there's a lot of pros and cons to it, and I don't think there's anything that can offensively be said that oh yes and no. So. Uh, but where I was going with that was that I've been watching on A and E uh, a bunch of the WWE wrestling pro wrestling documentaries, 
so I've watched Stone Cold, Ultimate Warrior, and Macho Man. I think there's a few others. And what I was going with that is that seems like now I'm not saying all of them, but I know for one, for two of them, that you know they all, you know, and that's part of the game and professional wrestling or wrestling entertainment, whatever you want to call it. That you you have to look good all the time. And then there was a point in, for example, Macho Man. He got towards the end of his career, but he was juicing a lot of people he knew was. You know, watching him juice or helping him juice, and then all of a sudden, the way he went out in life was that he was driving his jeep down the road in Florida. I think they, I think most of them live in Tampa Bay, and you know, he told his girl at the time or his wife, I can't exactly remember, that he's like, "Hey, I don't feel good." Then all of a sudden, his jeep just ran ran off the road and smacked into a tree, and that's how he died in a car accident. But it sounds like he had a heart attack, but. Before that, there was, you know, spoiler alert for those who, I guess I should have said earlier, if you don't plan on watching it. But, yeah, just, I don't know if, you know, he was, it seems like it was the pills and the steroids and he started messing with his mind, started messing with other aspects of his body. Could be part of the reason why that happened. Do I know that for sure? I don't know, but that's just my guess because it seems like more times than none when you're watching these documentaries and, you know, it seems like the far conclusion was that all that pills, steroids, alcohol, all that started to come up, just came back to haunt you. Um, especially, you know, the one with Ric Flair on ESPN 30 for 30. You know, the dude, he just had a great life. He just wanted to party all the time. Um, but you can see now is that he just, he, he looks in rough shape. You know, he just, he, you know, he still tries to be Ric Flair and he still tries to hang on to his image but you can just you can just tell but you know father time's undefeated plus when you're you know probably doing a lot of things you shouldn't be doing so maybe i just get off that subject but beta methasone uh it can treat inflammation and many other medical problems okay so that was a steroid medina spirit was taking so Anyway, watching those documentaries, it's pretty sad, though. They're, you know, and again, like how I was talking earlier about, you know, Coach K and, you know, these high-level coaches and not even just, you know, just head coaches, but I'm sure the whole staff and just the time they take away from their family with the traveling and games and the wrestlers were talking about it, too, is that, you know, they hardly, you know, they barely knew their kids and their kids barely knew them as their dad. So, And it was kind of after they retired, they kind of – see what happens and feel like, oh, I need to change my ways and I need to hopefully now that I'm so healthy, I can kind of regain some of this or build this relationship back with my family. So you just got to love it. You got to have the passion for it. You got to love for what you do. And like everything else, there's going to be sacrifices. There's going to be good times or bad times, but you just out. Ultimately, I guess it comes down to how much are you willing to put into it to get to where you want to be. So, uh, with the wrestling documentary, you know, The Ultimate Warrior, I mean, his is kind of the same road. He came up basically from nothing. He wanted to be a bodybuilder, then somehow found his way into wrestling. And, you know, he took it as far as he could go, and he was on a juice. And then somewhere down the road, he, you know, everyone knew that he had to stop taking it because I think they said in the early 90s or mid-90s, is when it started, steroids started getting federally banned. And you could just, somebody, another, they interviewed another person and they were talking about how, 
they said uh, you could just tell the difference in his bodies, which you can. About how Ultimate Warrior before steroids, Ultimate Warrior after steroids. So, and then all of a sudden, I think he died of a heart attack as well. When he left, he was leaving his hotel room, and he told his wife almost the same things: like, "Hey, I don't feel good," and he literally collapsed as they walked out of the uh, out of the uh, out of his hotel room. I think they were on his way to go to a signing or something along those lines. But he had a he had a wild documentary too. And I don't want this all to be about wrestling and sports, but I guess this is where we've been going for the last minutes or two. So for those who are still listening, so. Uh, yeah, but that that's been that was wild. That's wild. It's interesting. You just because you don't think about it when you're young. You're just like they're, they're living a dream. They're living their the best lives. They're the coolest. Then all of a sudden, we get older and we start to resonate. Oh, this is really what's been happening. You know, their life wasn't as what we thought it was supposed to be. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff behind the curtains. The same thing with the Last Dance documentary. You. Th- I always thought the Bulls were the Bulls and they were just badass, but there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes too. Another good sports documentary if you want to watch one. And last, before I switch gears here, um, hopefully I can find this. Um, I read the book, Jose Canseco. Uh, this has been, I forgot how, how long ago I read this book. His Well, not this, but his book. Uh, let's see. But during the whole steroids scandal of that era, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Not probably it's gonna take forever. I was trying to look for there's a quote in that book. I was thinking say go book. That dude was on Rough and Rowdy probably a few months back. This is probably been December, January, February, somewhere around through there. This juiced, uh, that's what his book was. I'm an idiot. Okay, so his book juice, there's a famous quote that I'm looking for, and I'll keep talking here. Um, you know, he was one of those guys you could just tell uh, Father Time just took his um, took his time on him. And he still looked big in his arms, but he had this, I don't want to say his body looked disproportioned, but it just looked... Just look different. And, you know, and all of a sudden it looks like, you know, during the fight, obviously he lost. And it was almost he took a payday is what it seemed like. Because, you know, the, the, the hit he took seemed real small. And I forgot, but it came out the next day. Dave Portnoy put on his Instagram or they put it on Barstool Sports about how much that dude made. And it was ridiculous. Like millions of dollars for 20 seconds of work. But again... You know, I mean, I don't know what his, you know, if he's broke or went crazy with his money and his life, but he made an easy couple million just doing that, which is, you know, if he never did steroids, where he would have been. I mean, that's the reason he was part of baseball, and that's how he got his name. And, you know, I feel like I'm just all pro <laughs> steroids right now, which, you know, I guess if it, if it's done right, it can be. Here we go. This is what the quote I was looking for. If it's done right. Uh, so he put in, I forgot which chapter it was that he put, if you're really interested in finding out about a city's pro athletes, go straight to where they hang out. Ellipsis, dot, 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 strip clubs. Oh, 
Okay, well, I misquoted myself. He actually didn't say that. This is from Zeph Boro from ESPN, the magazine, that said that. That's pretty true. I mean, how often do you see movies and TV shows and read about them? They're all they're all having some wild, crazy lives. I mean, look at Magic Johnson. I mean, I do remember when it came out that he was HIV positive, and that you know, I was what year was that? I was little. I know that. When did? Y'all get tired of me Googling stuff while I'm just thinking out loud? When did Magic Johnson announce? I would say, I'm going to say 1999. I'm going to say 97. No, 98. Announced HIV. Oh, 91. Way alpha base. Sportscasting.com. 1991, Johnson dropped a bomb on the NBA announcing his HIV diagnosis. Magic Johnson has survived nearly 30 years with HIV. There's a good Family Guy episode that they talk about this, and he's taking money, and he liquefies it into a blender and just pumps it into his veins, and that's why he's surviving. But anyway, uh, I don't know where I was going at with that point. I think I was just trying to say I do remember – hearing about that and I didn't know what it was but it was scary for a lot of people and they didn't know how to handle it but I was just kind of like I don't know I don't get it whatever let's, why can't he play ball but yeah I mean he was you know he's one of those guys doing a lot of sh- <laughs> hey shut up he's doing a lot of shady stuff and well I wasn't shady stuff he was just he was just living that rock star party life and he still came out he's doing okay I guess I mean, he's you know what he owns the Dodgers and the Lakers, and he's part owner or whatever he is, and yeah, he's still living. Can't say he's doing okay. I mean, you don't know. You don't. Still, it's one of those things I said earlier. We're seeing what the media wants us to see, but I'm not seeing the true Magic Johnson, like how he feels when he goes back to his house at night. So. I don't know, but I, yeah, I do remember all of that. There's just, there's a lot of stuff that goes on. That you know, broke is a good documentary about you know how athletes lost all their money through bad agents, bad contracts, bad investments they've signed. So, anyway, I've been talking a while here. Uh, sorry, this was all about sports this episode, but this is what's been going on lately, I guess. Mainly, my been main focus the last couple of weeks since I did this. Um, last thing, I'm recording this Saturday night, tomorrow night. Sunday, for whatever reason that is, it's going to be the Floyd Merriweather fight and Logan Paul. Which, why are they doing it on a Sunday? I don't really know too many fights that go on a Sunday, or big pay-per-view fights that go on a Sunday, but they're doing it. They're having it. Um, am I going to watch it? Not decided. I looked it up. It's 50 Bones. Can't decide if I want to pay that or not, but I might. Uh, but like I said, my pick, Floyd Merriweather calling it here dude's just untouchable one of the great he's probably one of the greatest of all time I and mean, you can't touch him i forgot you can't he's has he ever been knocked out or he's been touched a couple times maybe that's where i'm trying to remember um before we get off here i might as well google one more thing it's very rather i don't has he ever lost Floyd Miller is an undefeated 49 and 0 but the boxing champion has been beaten before almost 20 years ago 
So his professional boxing, he's never lost. Has he been? Uh, so I'm sure he's been hit. I remember him when he fought Conor McGregor, but that was kind of a weird fight, just because you got a guy with MMA than a boxing guy. But uh, been a lot of buildup. He said the other day that he's already won thirty or made thirty million dollars just for the buildup of this fight. That's wild to me. Making thirty million dollars is promoting, doing stuff, and you know Logan Paul st- Paul stole his hat the other day. I wonder if that was kind of a show, and they're just you always wonder what's going on behind the scenes. As I've been saying here for the past however long I've been talking. Um. So yeah. Uh. Let me see if I got any ad reads. Um. No, I don't have any. That was quick. So again, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Merryweather's going to win. You heard it here. I would say first, but I don't know when this episode will probably be out. So we'll see. Then uh, maybe next time when I do this solo broadcast, we'll uh, talk about it then. So, again, that's all I got. Thank you all again for watching and listening. Um, any feedback, any reviews, any anything you want to send my way, questions I can hit up later on another podcast, throw them at me and all that good stuff. So enjoy yourself. Enjoy your nights. Wiener dogs are saying good night, too. I hear them barking. So uh, that's all we got. Bye, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.